being mid-August right now, we are to the point where I'm going to be wrapping up this second mini series of Ask Me Anything. And if you have a question that you are dying to ask me and you would like me to answer on the podcast that has anything to really do with anything as far as yeah, teaching goes, make sure you hit me up either on Instagram at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C, or you can shoot me an email and that information is on my website and I'll include the link in the show notes for that so that you can ask me any of your dying questions. But today we are going to be talking about the beloved or hated block schedule. Welcome to the Secondary Teacher Podcast, the podcast for middle and high school teachers juggling multiple preps to get the strategies to reduce overwhelm so that you don't have to choose between being an effective teacher and prioritizing important relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Masick, a 10-year high school engineering teacher, former middle school assistant principal, and teacher coach. Every week, we will discuss strategies, systems, and time-saving tips to help you not only survive, but thrive as a multiple prep teacher. Today's question comes from Sarah, and Sarah is about to start teaching eighth grade in the block schedule for the first time, and she's not excited. She knows that she needs to chunk her block, but she can't envision a lesson with her students who are high energy eighth graders. So let's answer this question for Sarah today. Now, first off, I just want to let you know, I feel for you when it comes to eighth graders, they they have a special place in the world. There are just so many things going on with them. Love them, but they, they do have energy. And at the beginning of the year, you're probably going to be a little bit better than toward the end of the year. But Let's be real, it is a special, special group of students. And quite honestly, that can probably apply to any group of students. But eighth graders, for my my middle school peeps, you if you know, you know, right? Okay, let's talk about the block schedule. Block schedule is typically a longer class period. So when you're talking about being on the block, typically there are four class periods each day instead of seven in one day. And that's just what I've been familiar with here in Utah. You could have a different number on each of those days, but you usually have an A day and a B day. And because you are having less class periods in one day, they are usually twice the length in time. Instead of being a 45 or 50 minute class where you see students every day, you are going to be looking at an 85 to 96 or whatever minutes per class period and you're going to be seeing students every other day. There comes some pros and there are some cons, but let's look specifically about that idea of chunking. Now, I had always heard the same thing. You just need to chunk your content, but I didn't really know what that meant. This is what it's going to look like. If you are teaching a 45 minute lesson, here is how you can basically break it up in your mind so that your students can continue to stay engaged and you can keep your sanity. 
for this first part of the block, you are going to be doing some sort of bell work, three to five minutes plan on that. And then the next 10 to 15 minutes is going to be your instruction. Now this could be review from the previous day. It could be new content. It could be kind of that spiral review. How is how is what you learned yesterday going to then lead in today? And that's for 10 to 15 minutes. And then you're going to have 10 to 15 minutes of practice. And how this looks is that it it is similar to independent practice, but this is definitely monitored practice on your end as far as aggressive monitoring goes. This is where it's really going to let you know what you need to do next is by being aware of if your students are getting it or not. So some way for them to practice, but then some way that you can also be giving yourself that formative feedback of whether or not they get it or not. Are they ready to do independent practice? Or do you need to reteach or get a small group together, do some sort of just in time teaching? That's about 10 to 15 minutes. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that as far as just monitoring the room, checking and just seeing are they getting things? Are they not? I will say this when you're doing that, just look for one specific thing. Maybe they're practicing a few different things, but you're just going to look at one. What is that main thing that they should be getting from today's lesson? If they're not getting it during that 10 to 15 minutes, you can either go back and do that just-in-time teaching. You can pull which students are not grasping, or you can reteach the whole thing, maybe point out some misconceptions that you are seeing. Or if they are getting it, if they are understanding it, then you can move on to the 10 to 15 minutes of independent practice. This can look like that they're working on a project on their own, another assignment. You're going a little bit deeper, but you do want these two different or these two activities or ideas or practices to look different. That's how it's going to keep your students engaged. One of the biggest mistakes that I made and I see teachers make time and time again is that when you have the block schedule, you teach for 10 to 15 minutes and then you give them the rest of the class period to work. Let's be real. I can't work for that long without getting distracted. That's an hour. And you've got students, no wonder they pull out their phones. They're done. They need to change things up. That's where now you've kind of gotten to 45 minutes. If you're doing a regular scheduled class with 45 to 50 minutes, that would be your class period and you would be changing classes. If you are in the block, this is where it's going to chunk. But with the chunking, you're actually going to be repeating. I would say at this point, you do probably want to have the students move in some way if possible. And that can be some sort of something you do for five minutes. It's similar to that review. So you could have them review, but have them moving about the classroom, doing just various things, standing, sitting up whatever you're doing as part of that review. You're reviewing that concept after they've done some independent practice and then you can be teaching them something new. And you'll need to experiment with it because you may not need to teach them something new. You may not need to teach a second concept. You may just need to 
reiterate or solidify or make some additional connections or just utilizing that part of students moving about the classroom can be enough but then you're going to repeat it. You've got that five minutes, then you've got 10 to 15 minutes of some type of instruction. Then you're going to do the, the practice where you are aggressively monitoring again, and then you are doing the independent practice. Now this independent practice could be that they are working on the same thing that they were working in the first 45 minutes and now they're working on it again. This is where you could have students work on their project, but you are really chunking it so that they are being able to be focused for 10 to 15 minutes and then they can focus again for 10 to 15 minutes. But expecting them to do that together at one time while that is our greatest dream so that we could probably sit down and maybe do something else realistically that's when the chaos ensues. There are some ideas to hopefully get you thinking about transitioning from the traditional class to the the block. You're really looking at as you are teaching two different classes within the same class period with some sort of transition in the middle. You've got five minutes for your intro bell ringer, 10 to 15 minutes of instruction, 10 to 15 minutes of practice, and 10 to 15 minutes of independent practice, and then recycle and repeat. Now with that rinse and repeating, remember that you can utilize things over again and make those systems and routines really work for you. If this episode was helpful to you, it could be for others. To help spread the word about this podcast, take a screenshot of this episode, add it to your IG stories, and tag me at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.